Hey, yo, boo-boo. I uh, watched this neat little nature documentary, and I got a lot of ideas to get those uh, picnic baskets. Oh, boy, Yogi. I don't think the park ranger's gonna like that. Hey, who cares what he thinks? If he has a problem with it, I'll rip off his face and shove it down his own throat. Boo-boo, we've been overthinking this for too long. We're bears, nature's champion, the all-star of the animal kingdom. We don't have to ask or come up with some crazy scheme. We can just take what we want. Well, if you say so, Yogi. So do you think we should go get that piece of chocolate cake just lying there on that picnic blanket? The piece of cake looks good, but the piece of sweet meat enjoying it looks even better. Come on, Boo-Boo, let's just take a claw to his face and enjoy every last bit of this succulent body. It's a good thing that picnicker didn't tie himself up to a tree or we'd have no chance of getting him. Well, Boo-Boo, if any of them has a brachiation-type strategy, then we'll just have to wait them out. But I think that uh, the river is a better place for us to be if we want to get a dish of that fish. Oh, I don't know, Yogi. That stream is pretty deep, and I'm not that strong a swimmer yet. Maybe you should uh, just do it by yourself. Hey, Boo-Boo, I don't remember you being allowed to tell me what to do-do. I'm the alpha male of this group, and if you don't want to go hungry for our hibernation, then you better get your ass in station. That's amazing. <laughs> and and cut, cut and print. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Zane, that was a this is one of the best ideas I think you've ever come up with for a sketch. <laughs> There's just okay. it's so easy to improv as Yogi because the melody sounds good. His it, his character is an improver. You don't need to make sense. Cause he, you, no, you need he not doesn't. to make sense. You need, it, this is like uh, like musical improv 101. If you rhyme a couple of times and don't go completely off base, the audience will love it. They'll buy it. Oh, they'll buy it. I didn't it realize hard. that, but that's that's really cool. Yeah, your yogi's great. I uh, I was I had previously tried a yogi a little bit and I couldn't really make it work, but it's it's your all about that skills are really doing it's it. It's all about that cadence. <laughs> That cadence is so good. <laughs> and it, it, like, makes the show. Like, this show could not have worked without probably any aspect of his dialogue. No, it's like uh, it's like Peter and the Wolf, where the animals are the musical instruments. Like... Yeah. It's, just, it's a chunk out of that. You're listening to a musical piece, and there just happens to be plot and words over it. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, this is like... Yogi is doing stand-up, and there happens to be park and ranger nearby. But like, <laughs> what's really the deal with the these story. picnickers? I didn't. I don't go into their house and steal their beautiful air. <laughs> Why are all these bees mass-producing these honey? Where did really Yoda come from? Hey, boo. <laughs> uh, references, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Carton Cast. My name is Ben. And my name is Zane. And oh, so- today oh, sorry. Are... And my name is Zane. And my name is Zane. Um, God, I love that inflection <laughs> up to the end of the sentence. Like, every everything is expecting the end of the sentence, and then it happens, and every other part of the sentence claps. Because usually, how good it was. usually, when you end your sentence with an upward inflection, they tell you not to do this in public speaking, to end your sentence with an upward inflection, because it sounds like you're asking a question. Like a question. And, you, yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't sound as confident, but somehow he makes it work. 
<laughs> well, it's because he's like referencing famous people and <laughs> you know, they were famous partially for it's, doing it, those weird inflections. It's because who's going to talk back to a bear? That that's also part of it. Uh, uh Oh yeah, sorry, introduce us. <laughs> no, yeah, uh sorry. Um yeah, so this is the Carton Cast, uh the podcast where we look at old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. And Ooh, today, Zane, I, what are we watching? I don't know about podcasting, Yogi. <laughs> when did you when did you become a Jersey guy? <laughs> hey. I don't I don't I don't know about podcasting. Podcasting. Nope, hey, yo, why don't we rough up a couple of these guys? Uh, bada bing, bada a couple bada. of these mooks. <laughs> Get a bit of that jelly from that jelly stone. You know what I'm saying? Forget you know, about how you doing. You know, thinking about Yogi's accent, I kept on thinking of uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. <laughs> uh, like, they're, they're pretty similar, It's right? a different celebrity impression, but like Rodney Dangerfield is a more eternal version of, you know, who, what's his name? Anyway. That's true, but Yogi Bear, like Rodney Dangerfield, did not get any respect uh, in his no in his yeah. environment, um, uh, which we'll go into in a second. Yes, we are talking about the new Yogi Bear show. Great title. We're also uh, kind of going to be talking about the original The Yogi Bear Show. Y- Yogi Bear, and a also retrospective. a couple of other weird Yogi Bear stuff. Like we're just <laughs> going to talk about the concept of Yogi Bear, and yeah. that's okay. Yogi Bear is one of those characters, and and like his style has sort of dipped into other shows. Like it, it's like how different shows can have a Scooby-Doo episode. You can have a Yogi Bear episode without too much trouble. So, you know, he's on well, Harvey this was Birdman. A formula. He shows up uh, uh, Billy and Mandy once. Like, yeah, there's a this, formula. This was a formula, right? This is, uh, so Hanna-Barbera, the people who made Yogi Bear, as well as everything for a while, um, kind of had this formula where they kind of just took a famous person and cartoonified them and kind of rode around the person. So we saw this in... <laughs> picturing that yeah so we we saw this pretty clearly in uh the flintstones me the jetsons but more importantly in the flintstones in that uh the main character was simply um uh what's his face abner doubleday Zane, help me out <laughs> no <laughs> um no never jackie gleason jackie gleason yeah, Fred Flintstone was just Jackie Gleason, and then they just kind of made a show around him. This is just, they picked uh, the other guy from The Honeymooners, Ed Norton, <laughs> and just made him into a bear in a park. Yeah, and, and you know, this is similar to other shows of the time, you know, Huckleberry Hound, Snagglepuss. Um, this was, the, as you said, this is sort of their thing. Yogi Bear is interesting in the same manner as the Flintstones or, or even Scooby-Doo because it had much more staying power. It feels like there was just a number of those shows that had staying power, and it, it almost feels just due to chance that this one was better mm-hmm. remembered than like Huckleberry Hound or Snagglepuss or whatever. But it's not really that different a show than any of the other ones. Well, so... Originally, they're all pretty uniform. So, so in, in, in content, the way that the the Yogi Bear started is in 1960. Uh, he was a segment on the Huckleberry Hound show, so he was like, you know, he he didn't have top billing. Uh, but since he proved mm. more popular for whatever reason, I went back and watched some of those originals, and it's it's pretty bare bones. Um, the mm-hmm. Yogi Bear show started in uh, 1961 to 62. The new Yogi Bear show that we're more looking at today uh, ran in 1988. It, same basic idea, but better production values. Uh, and many other incarnations I, have taken place. It's true. Here's the thing, and we can talk about this in a bit. 
I found that trying to compare the two shows was very easy because the they same. were both just what we just watch Yogi, whoever's voicing Yogi Bear. I mean, the stuff around him might be better produced. There might be a few better supporting cast members in the in the later one. But the show is exactly the same. Like, mm-hmm. it's just watch Yogi Bear for a while, <laughs> which is fine. It's fine, and it's also just how cartoons used to do. Um, these single character shows that they uh, used to do for so many things. Um, you know, uh, pretty much all the Har- Hanna-Barbera stuff was all very single character focused. Um, even going back as far as Popeye, you're just watching whatever Popeye happens to be doing at the time and enjoying him because he's Popeye, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it wasn't the- until kind of the we rounded the corner into... The, the the beginning of the Renaissance age of animation with uh, Walt Disney and DuckTales that we got large supporting casts where we actually could flesh out multiple characters. But back then, it was, this is the character you want to watch. It's his show, The Yogi Bear Show, so enjoy. And and the new Yogi Bear Show was contemporaneous with DuckTales. The difference is, is because it, it cleaved so close to its original roots. Remember, with Popeye... Animation was so new, it was kind of for everyone, and they could be more experimental and and edgy. With Yogi Bear, Mm. it's clearly intended for kids, and so you have one major suspension of disbelief. There's a bear, he's a genius, he wears a tie, he wants food. And everything after that that kind of fits. Yeah, and let's not forget that DuckTales was revolutionary. Um, Right. You know, so Yogi Bear in the 88 was sort of the old guard, and they were trying to kind of make it to bring it back for a new generation and you know it it's still a cultural icon but it didn't have the staying power that a lot of the other shows in that era did yeah like, just like it was how... remembered because it was in the 50s not because it was in the 80s yeah nowadays we have a fresh wave of reboots all hitting us at once kind of the past couple of years there's still a lot oh, yeah. of new stuff as well it's just you know some stuff is pushing the the boundaries and some is just kind of clearly a, a, a cash in. I, I I don't know what was in their head for this one or if they were just trying to, you know, keep the franchise alive, but it's certainly not worse than other things of its time, DuckTales notwithstanding. Yeah, I I rather enjoyed watching Yogi Bear. Um I, I you know hate even it. <laughs> it was pretty bland. Uh the original show can be pretty bland, but I still found like I mean you know we're we're such we're so good at like, I don't know. I, I've Everything. got a pretty thick skin. We're great. Uh, I've got a pretty <laughs> thick skin at this point for rough bumps in old animation generations. I remember I was recommending to my friend Ulysses to watch Berserk, and he said that like he eventually did and liked it, but the animation it was a real rough sell for him because mm-hmm. it's you know pretty limited. And I recognize that that's just something that is different from me to most people is that I can. I can overlook so much bad animation to get to the cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how you fall on that. It, you know, it's it it depends. For me, it's not so much the animation usually so much as it is just uh, the style of uh, of a given time. Um, I kind of like the modern stuff a bit better, or like in the '90s, sort of more experimental stuff, just because that's where yeah. more where my humor lies. I mean, all other things being equal, I would rather a show be better produced, certainly. Mm-hmm. But my my point is that the 50s show is not that dissimilar to the 80s show. No, no. And it's because it all focuses on the same character, which is iconic for a reason. He is very fun to listen to. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the name Yogi Bear 
is pretty clearly ripped yeah, off. Yeah, we should do this. It's pretty clearly ripped off from famous baseball player slash confusing quote generator, Yogi Berra. Uh, yeah, he was... Uh, he, sued... he was first... He, he was... Um, he's, he's credited with the sentence, it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. You know, those kind of odd speech patterns and, and weirdly circuitous sentences um, partially inspired uh, Yogi Bear. The people who made Yogi Bear... Uh, said that it was a coincidence, which everyone kind of agreed was a implausible defense. <laughs> <laughs> but he still withdrew the suit. Like maybe he just like looked at the show. He was like furious, and then watched the show, and he's like, "I kind of like that bear." <laughs> are, are you implying that Yogi Berra sounded like Yogi Bear as yeah. well? Yeah, 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 yeah. It immortalized me for future generations to behold. Can we get that bear yeah, playing honestly, some baseball? Honestly, it, dropping that suit probably did more for his legacy than anything else. Um, I mean, I've heard of him for other, like, for me... Have you actually? Because I have not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I used to enjoy quote books, um, and he's a fun one. No, it, it's... Uh, honestly, Zane, I, I have an image to I don't, send you about... I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I, I don't directly conflate the two. Like, I don't... When I hear Yogi Bear, yo, the person yogi Berra could could not be farther from my mind yeah i don't equate them other in name either but you know it'd be it'd be absurd to suggest that there was not a reason he's called yogi no of did course you uh not. did you do you know why uh yogi Berra was called yogi because he was a semi-mystical weirdo uh almost like apparently before you'd go up to bat he would kind of like cross his legs and uh people kind of gave him that nickname because he uh, resembled, they said he resembled the yogis in India. Huh. Weird, right? Yeah, I mean, I also, it's definitely uh, not a coincidence. <laughs> no, it's not. This bear I, has I very send you little. This, I want to send you this image, uh, which comes from this article that sh that explains the similarities between, like, the fact that Yogi Bear uh, absolutely was the inspiration for calling him Yogi Bear. Yeah. Um, but the only reason I'm sending it to you is so you can look at this image. I'll give you a minute. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Isn't that great? Uh, hold on. Slate.com is telling me that we need to talk about my ad blocker. Okay. Ooh. Well, the point is, I'll, I'll, set, I'll put it up in the show notes, but this oh, image they, is pretty great. It's just, they, they, they drew the hat and tie on him. They just they, they took a black and white photo of Yogi Berra and put the put the hat and tie from Yogi Bear on him. <laughs> it looks pretty great. They're, they're also showing... Um, <clears throat> A uh, a news brief from his uh, obituary um, that that refers to him as Yogi Bear. Do you know what his epitaph says? Uh, it, it's over. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you all know what Rodney Dangerfield's tombstone says? No respect. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Celebrity epitaphs, <laughs> like like if you're not that's leaving something our new, new podcast, like that's how you know you're famous is if you is if everyone's okay with you putting one of your own quotes on your tombstone rather than something like yeah, honored and treasured father. forever. Yeah, yeah, boring. Because like Apparently, we already yeah. know. Like I, I think I I've already assume, said it. I assume that Rodney Dangerfield was a beloved uh, father and and husband and all that. Yeah, and and based on the fact that you know. Every comedian in recent years was a, you know, terrible sexual predator. Probably also some of that, but who can say? 
I, I certainly are, am not going to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know, actually. <laughs> Let's just leave him in the ground where he belongs. Uh, apparently, <laughs> are you saying that yeah. if we find out something untoward about his past, which is very easy to look up, from, but we're I'm not. I'm saying that he came from the nether realm to grace us with his presence, and then when he died, he went back there and is like, Daddy's home. That explains so much. Wasn't he in Little Nicky? Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, macabre humor aside, Yogi Bear. Yes. It's weird to admit it, but this character has a ton of charisma. <laughs> yeah, like... It's it's that it's that sing song. It's that rhyming. It's the classic Shakespeare, like getting the words wrong. Um, he's, yeah, he's just, sort just of this a little bit archetype. off. That makes it stick in your mind. And it's also he just has a good attitude and like positivity, and you know that's contagious in a way that like Genki from uh, Monster Rancher. He was just excited and and it's, upbeat. And it's it's also like just the classic American hero. Like I got I got gumption. I got I got smarts, I got cleverness. Nothing's going to stop me from getting what I want. Right. Yeah, he's So um Yogi Bear, I looked a little bit of this up and by look it up I mean there's just like a sentence on Wikipedia. Um but the that animation historian the animation historian Christopher Lehman uh says that Yogi Bear was kind of a political symbolism that was talking about the uh, civil rights movement in the during the during early 1960s when there was a lot of racial segregation in the United mm. States. Yeah, yeah. And ha- because you know, you have that very obvious like separate but equal parallel between him and uh, Ranger Smith and how yeah. Ranger Smith is sort of the he's one white, who's trying. He's he's, he's oppressive. In. He's saying abide by the rules of the park even when they don't make sense or when they prevented yeah. him from surviving. Yeah, like he's not strictly in jail, but he is criminalized in this way and what is really interesting is that in the framework of yogi bear we're always rooting for yogi bear like we want him to we want him to come out on top we want him to use his wits to survive to you know steal from the park guests to kind of have his way see Which this is, uh, is why very this cool is why the uh the live action movie 2010 starring mm-hmm. dan Aykroyd and justin timberlake <laughs> didn't didn't work because every time Yogi showed up, I'm like, you're ruining everything. Ranger Smith had a great plan to save the park. You're making it worse. <laughs> we don't want you to I succeed. Didn't, I didn't actually mind the character of Ranger Smith in this. No, he's not a bad guy. He's like, no, it, I have to keep the bears in the park for very good reasons. I have to keep people visiting the park largely because they are definitely reasons. bears. <laughs> <laughs> like. You put a tie on All a of bear. All things being equal, these guys are bears. <laughs> <laughs> and that's but why yeah, he's there, a ranger. But there is sort of like this weird, this interesting kind of sociopolitical commentary in this show, um, mm-hmm. which a lot of people kind of picked up on. You know, we root for the underdog, and that's, that's really cool. It was um, the 60s. Like, this was definitely at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. What's really in, and and another point is that Yogi isn't really challenging the social hierarchy, so nothing changes because it's already working for him, and that sort of um, no, no, he's that, he's one of uh, he's one of the good ones. He's just trying to help himself. He's not upsetting the order. He's not upsetting the order, right? In a way that very much uh, contrasted with the civil rights activists at the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's actually a lot of weirdly relevant socio-political commentary stuffed up in this Yogi Bear character. At the same time, um, 
And like, like I'm reading that right beneath a picture of yogi, a yogi standee in the forest <laughs> telling him uh, telling kids not to feed the bears. Like at, at the same time, it's so silly. Hanna Barbera put out a lot of shows around this time, and I can assure you that like most of them weren't this. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, most of them weren't trying to establish any sort of like greater political political identity. Like I don't know a ton about Snagglepuss, but I know that Exit Stage Left isn't like a metaphor for how the country should move in a more leftist direction. Like, like I don't think... Like, it's cool to read into it, That's but I don't true. think it was intended. Well, what we can kind of take away from that is that it may not have been an intention, but the shows that connected with people on an ideological level had staying power. Like, look at Star Trek. Yeah, there you go. You know? So it might have been accidental, but it was also not irrelevant to the fact that the show was pretty popular. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to talk about Yogi sort of uh, as a character in his show? I think for people who don't recognize, don't, uh, I don't know how familiar, like everyone knows about Yogi, but they might not know the precise nature of his. Everyone knows his the phrase cadence. smarter than the average bear. They know that one, but that is not the Which, that is not watch, the point that I focused on. If you watch the first episode of the original series, he says. Uh, no worries, Boo Boo. I'm smarter than the average park ranger. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Actually. He's outsmarting Ranger Smith. It's not about being better than the other bears, of which we see like two. There's a couple. How does he know? Oh, by the way, I've got some bear facts just that I'm going to pepper in throughout the show. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> uh, the first, the first one is that the brown bear, the 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 kind of brown bear that Yogi is, is apparently what is known as a least concerned species. Um, these are species that <laughs> speak you know, for yourself. I'm uh, speak for yourself. I get no respect. I'm very the, worried about these bears in my neighborhood. The, yeah, just like Stephen Colbert. Um, the Conservation Society of uh, the International Union of Conservation of Nature, the IUCN, has this list of you know like this is how they determine which animals are endangered, which ones are ex- like vulnerable or near near extinction, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, Least concern is actually the lowest ranking on their list. So brown bears are doing fine, apparently. But it's it's still on the list. Is it like hunting season's open, or is it like we don't have to actively help them? You know like, what? What, what else is sure. on? What else is on the wanna, least concerned list? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to misrepresent. Um, but you know, it it does mm. not seem like they are they are hurting for. Yeah. You know, partially, probably in. Because of uh, natural preserves like Jellystone. <laughs> Thanks, Jellystone. <laughs> Jellystone preserves. Mm, yeah, we don't we delicious. don't really need to go too much in depth on like <clears throat> Yogi Bear as a character, but I do want to mention the people who voiced him because this this is pretty interesting. Yeah, I noticed this. Please. Uh, so in this show, Yogi's voiced by Greg Burson, who took over from the original voice uh, Dawes Butler, and yes, uh, he also. Greg also took over for a bunch of Mel Blanc's voices, so like very much the impressionist which they needed in this second wave of nostalgia after all the originals kind of died out. Yeah, um, he voiced a the original Dawes Butler voiced a bunch of other Hanna Barbera mainstays. Um, I mentioned you know Huckleberry Hound, Snagglepuss, uh, El Cabong. Uh, basically, yeah. he was basically. Um, he basically voiced almost everybody who showed up in the Magical Flight of the Spruce Goose. <laughs> which which was, I'm sure, a lot cheaper for them. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just one guy talking to himself for like well, he, an hour and a half. He thought that, okay, I'm doing a cartoon for kids. Uh, a Southern voice sounds friendlier. And apparently uh, Barbara was Which impressed South? by... <laughs> In, in, Which in, South was this? Barbera was impressed by how many different Southerners he could do, like how many different varieties, like on a state by state basis. <laughs> and since they squeezed voice actors so. as much as they could back then, you know, and the shows were short clips juxtaposed with other short shows, it just kind of made sense for one guy to do all the voices. Yeah, I guess so. Um, did you catch that uh, this bit of trivia that when Greg but- uh, Greg Burson took over for Dawes Butler, did you uh, catch that Dawes Butler actually trained him in the way to do Yogi Bear? That's great. Like, like personally, like handed him the torch. And like you and I have done at least three impressions of Yogi Bear already, so I, I can't imagine it was that tough. But still, like having the master <laughs> sure who's voiced subtleties. him, because uh, Dawes Butler voiced him from like sixty to like. 87 like you you mentioned the magical flight of the spruce goose the movie that Mm. was a year before this and that was like the last one that he did yeah that was kind of his uh exit stage (laughs) probably because they're like all right these four characters are all going to be retiring soon let's get them all going on it was his victory lap magic plane ride yeah this was this he was on tour for the last year before they broke up um yeah so what were what were we talking about? Just like uh, the different people who, oh yeah. So uh, talking about the people who did voice this character, I think it's fair to say that a lot of the magic of Yogi Bear lies in their in the delivery of all his weird idiosyncrasies in his mm-hmm. speech patterns. And I wanted to point a couple of them out because one, they're great, and two, you kind of won't understand why this character is great unless you hear a few of his lines. Yeah, I, I have a couple lines as well. <laughs> Perfect. So he's got, I found that they kind of drop into two general factions of dialogic, dialogical insanity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first one is their rhymes that are, first of all, useless, and second of all, only make sense maybe half of the time. Right. Um, so the first thing that he would do is, Oh wait, do I have the do I have the uh the rhymes here? I don't think I actually have Oh no, no, I've got one of them. So the one that I wrote down, I didn't write down many of them, but if he he, he like crash lands back into Jellystone after getting shot through shot uh, into space in a rocket because this was the fucking 50s and they did whatever they felt like. Um <laughs> and he says, "I'm the kind of bear who travels by air." Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess Great. you came in by a plane. Why did you say that? And it, oh, that is the joke. Got it. Yeah, he he speaks in this very whimsical way. Um, in addition to rhymes, he has a lot of puns, a lot of alliteration, different allusions and references. Like, like you could probably do an in-depth analysis of like, like I want to see a pie chart of his speech patterns. You know, they're pretty interesting. And I wish I had like a a kind of poster on my wall with Yogi and a bunch of his weird phrases. Um, Ooh, cause, you know what you know would be a lot of work for not that much payoff if we mm. did that sort of pie chart for a variety of different famous cartoon characters and like did a comparison that way huh i, w- I wonder how he'd rank them it's <laughs> <That's> kind <laughs> of an interesting idea yeah um, uh to, to give you guys an example of some of like his kind of weird off-kilter phrases that he would say one of his popular ones is i think i resemble that remark yeah you know, which is somebody, a, you know that's a famous malapropism yeah. yeah it's really good 
Uh, other things that he likes to do is make weird compound words that don't really have any meaning, but they just seem <laughs> correct. Okay. Uh, so, like, once after eating some cake and Boo-Boo asks him a question, his response will be, that's just a technicality, Boo-Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technicality. That's great. A technicality, which is great, and it doesn't go anywhere. Like, that's the end of that. Even out of, con- like, just starting a scene, this was the first line in an episode, and it talks about just, like, adding a little bit of magic to the lines. Uh there it is, boo-boo, the crown jewel of the watermelon patch. There's so much There's so much character in there's that line. There's flavor. What do you say we go on a bear-type exploration? What is that? You have to tell me what this type thing is, <laughs> this type fascination that he has. <laughs> you know, it's not a... It's like a... Oh, what are they... It's... What am I thinking of? It's like um, Buffy speak or something. Where yeah. You, you like, say something in a very roundabout way. Yeah, but it's it's an incredibly like useless thing to point out. Of course, it's a bear type exposition. You're bears, and you're going on an exposition. What's the what's the necessity of this useless adjective in here? And he always <laughs> does it with type. <laughs> yeah, vary it up a like, little. Yeah, he's like he's like front doors are for, for beginners, little bear type buddy. It's, do it's that all the time. It's like a verbal tick. It's it a is. verbal tick type scenario <laughs> um, he, he explains his day to the park ranger which involves a surfing a type tubular wave look at that sentence for a second look at that phrase a type tubular wave one type makes no sense there you could just say tubular wave tubular is already an adjective two type tubular there's type two in there Type 2 is a phrase, but it has no place in this sentence. Like, it seems <laughs> like, like there should be connective tissue to the things that he's trying to smash into this this weird sentence of his, but there's like, just not, it, and that's where the fun brilliance? comes in. Is it kind of brilliant? Like, is he taking things from around and mixing them in a way? Like, if something's cool and something's very sugary, type tubular works as a it's pun, strange. but I'm sure it wasn't in context. <laughs> it definitely wasn't. It was absolutely nonsense. Uh, and that's why I love him. And sometimes he will do like uh, uh, make references to current pop culture, but in a weird way. So um, they were hiding some eclairs in a safe for safekeeping. And when they got, of course, that's how you when, hide them. <laughs> when they got stolen, he said, "We've been eclaired. In fact, it's a total eclair of the safe." <laughs> that's. I don't even know. <laughs> like, well, how does this happen? <laughs> Who thought of that? <laughs> yeah. Who was like, and did they get paid? And please tell me they didn't. Because, right, like, that's pretty some, inane. They stole some eclairs. Eclairs sounds uh-huh. like eclipse. Total eclipse uh-huh. of the sun. Does this... Anyone else see where I'm going with this? And they're like, we have a deadline, Steve. We got to get these out. Because <laughs> when you think about... Is in, like, I feel like part of the essential inextricable part of Yogi is that he's voiced by someone who sort of writes his own lines. Like, I don't know if this was written for him or if he was just kind of, yeah, there's, there's no quality control and put the accent in it. There's no quality control of this. I, I almost hope that is the case because it, it feels more genuine that way. I, I never understand in like an animated show how you can't labor over the dialogue. Like, People spend a lot of time to animate things. The least you could do is give it like a second or third pass on the dialogue. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> that's the entirety of the control that the writer has over the script. Yeah, that that's like the entirety that that's all that they get to put on the page. So, like, to have the voice actor show up and voice the character and then just like rewrite the dialogue however he wants, I imagine that's pretty frustrating for the writer. 
And and here's the thing. It happens in another show that we've talked about where nature creatures mispronounce words or do other weird, like, malapropisms. Angry beavers. This is this goes back to, like, Bugs Bunny with, and like, Albuquerque. Exactly. It, and it, is it because it's a nature setting and they wouldn't be refined or accurate? Or is this is this going back, like... You know, I in Shakespeare, so. they use the wrong words sometimes to show that this is the comical character. Is it? Is it that? I think it's closer to that. I think it's because that is like one class of comedian turned voice actor is that they have these mm-hmm. kind of little speech patterns that they that they get a lot of their humor through. You know, a lot of the joke is in the delivery. You know, I, we... I couldn't. I can't just read a set list down from like Dave Chappelle or something and just like expect it to hit. Like a well, lot you, of you it especially. is in the. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's enough reasons why that wouldn't quite hit. Zane, why wouldn't? Why why could I not just read a Dave Chappelle sketch to someone? Is there a problem? You know how <laughs> black guys listen. Because you know how your your black guy white guy impression is too good. <laughs> That's what it is. It needs to it needs to be a bit shittier. <laughs> um, but like, do you see this as much in non nature type shows? Can you give me an example? Because, like, Spruce Goose, like, it became incredibly apparent that everyone from this era that Hanna-Barbera came up with was just a different, you know, is a different weird animal. Mm-hmm. Like, a weird comedian-turned-animal. So, yeah. I don't know if there's anything in this era that just wasn't an animal. That's that's fair. That's, that's its own interesting thing. Um, well, what about Elmer Fudd? Yeah, he's an animal where it counts, Ben. I guess that's true. <laughs> Another yeah. scenario in which, you know, you have an overclass, um, the guy hunting them, and the underclass that you're hoping gets the better of them. Well, in the, you know, like you said, they, they take a celebrity, put an animal filter on them, they get their own gimmick, they get their set of catchphrases, they interact with humans. But here's the thing, the ones that survive that we still look back on the most, uh, uh, Scooby-Doo, Flintstones, Jetsons, those are humans. Hmm. Pred- I don't know if most is correct. Well, like, who who here is, uh, you know, who here knows Snagglepuss as well as Fred Flintstone, you know? I mean, that's just anecdotal evidence. You're just picking two random points, right? Yeah. That's how you draw so, lines. That's how you make connections. No, that's how... No, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I understand the problem with it. Mike. I understand the problem with it. Yeah, yeah, have, I know. Do we have a list I'm, of them? I'm not actually arguing with Anna you. Barbera characters. Uh, although I will point out the only reason... Probably one of the main reasons that Scooby-Doo was so successful was because that it did have a dog kind of mascot character. Oh, nope. You know what? Space Ghost. He He's a... Uh, he counts. He's just a space animal, really. Yeah. Shirt tails. What is shirt tails? You know, like DuckTales and Tailspin. It's part of that trilogy. They, they Hannah and Barbera like <laughs> tried a lot of crap. Like they would they it was a real shotgun approach to see what would work. It, it's it's really like it's really good motivation for like, you know, only concern yourself don't concern yourself with the ninety nine that say no, concern yourself with the one that says yes. <laughs> that sort of philosophy. Like just yeah, keep yeah. trying till it works. And and since you can try different things out on like different segments of the show, it's no really was, easy to do spinoffs. No one was watching. No one cared. <laughs> they had no alternatives. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess we're get... kind of experiencing that sort of era now, but within you YouTube. know YouTube series, right? Mm-hmm. Like the popular 
like a lot of my favorite YouTube series were people who just did like a one-off video and then people loved it so much that they were compelled to do a lot more and made a, you know, a living out of it. I, I agree. I don't understand why X type of person reacting to an unboxing of a thing I don't care about is so popular. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like... It's not actually that dissimilar to our discussion of why Yogi Bear works. It's in the delivery. It's in the person. You know, it's not so. in the, and especially in the plot of Yogi Bear shows where the content is entirely irrelevant. I guess there's just a greater variety of quality that hits different people. You know, like like the idea that you know there's no one spaghetti sauce that will sell the best. You have to sell a bunch of spaghetti sauces. That whole uh, yeah. Malcolm Gladwell thing. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I prefer Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> little uh little uh, um eminem is that it yeah eminem <laughs> reference see is he a rapper i think so he's one of those rap rapping guys um uh, i, I want to get back to yogi bear though let's let's well yogi specifically can we move on to can we can we move on to boo boo my little bear type buddy well i i want to talk about how like his goals right so mm. he wants food and th- I think this gets into why we're rooting for him because he's trying to get free food because because he's shit as a bear like he's shit as yeah. a bear in the woods is what's happening. Um, yeah, but like the fact that he needs to get food from other people makes him adapt to different situations and makes us root for him. Although he does he does shit in the woods like a bear in the woods. What do you we mean? We should also mention that. I don't think we need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> but like, Continue. like for example, one episode he 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 sees a dinosaur, right? Immediately concludes, uh-huh. no problem, sure. that an earthquake opened up a door into the past. Mm-hmm. And his first response is, "That means there's a million years of goodies ahead of us." Like it's his only motivation, but it works because like, He's bears got to eat. I, I, yeah, it's not, well, it's not even it makes klepto, him, is it? It also makes him pretty relatable. Like the fact that he isn't hunting for food, because like everything has a personality in this. It, it, like all of his food is going to have a personality if it's, you know, if it has a face, if it's alive. So we we can't have that. So he <laughs> takes pre cooked chickens and and turkeys and chocolate cake and stuff from the tourist, and that's totally cool. So mm-hmm. it's good at like getting us to forget that he's a mindless killing machine, as Jerry yeah, Seinfeld says. Because he's not, and, he's, he's got to eat. It's not like, it's and not And it's just sinful. a very relatable kind of, you know, everyone likes getting free food. Is, is that why these ones uh, stood the test of time? Because they're based on sins? Eh, I also, I think it's probably more close to the fact that like the stakes are low. Like Flintstones is greed, right? The Jetsons <laughs> is envy. Scooby-Doo is sloth. Yogi Bear is gluttony. There's something there. I'm, hmm. I don't think that there is, but I'm interested to like, you know, round, tumble down round this rabbit, rabbit hole. <laughs> I yeah, want to round like, up on the. I want to round up on this theory. <laughs> that's a real Ben type uh, conspiracy, Zane. <laughs> There's a lot of conspiracies here. Oh yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm, it's pr- I'm good to move on. I think it's probably just more related to the fact that uh, Yogi's aspirations are so low stakes. Like they're they're troublesome enough to get the park ranger in trouble and not enough to like you know set the set the world on fire really yeah, it's like oh no he ruined somebody's day somebody who knew that like this is a park famous for bears like in the uh so in the live action movie 
where it's really unsettling because like (laughs) humans are interacting with the cgi monstrosity which is a bear wearing a tie and everyone's like oh hey yogi what's how's it going what's going on just like (laughs) Like they don't want to do it like because in the cartoon anytime he's interacting with ranger smith it's kind of like an interrogation but here they're just like hanging out like it's it's Something's I'll not argue, right here. I'll argue that point, Zane. <laughs> Let's talk about Ranger, Ranger Smith. <laughs> Rain, Ranger Smith. Uh, he's my second favorite character. I actually like him a lot. I think he, he's him, pretty funny. Him and Boo Boo are both voiced by Don Messick, a.k.a. Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had done their voices since the very beginning of the characters, so, you know. Not to be confused with Don Knotts, who appeared on Scooby-Doo. Right. And yep. is <laughs> I like I like referencing Don Knotts. You know how I am. I, I wouldn't. You know take what that you signed on you. for. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I I really like Ranger Smith though, because like in addition to just being a classic cousin Skeeter esque white guy, which is something that we reference with such regularity that I have to imagine that it's got an actual term, but we just want to tie it back to cousin Skeeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he just he kind of can't handle the fun of the show. <laughs> so he shows up as like he shows up as this sort of moderating presence and the protagonist is just having none of it and that's where the because he has no actual power to make yogi do what he wants him to do no <laughs> he's just, he's like, just like a he's yogi, you know he's you shouldn't be doing this right he's authoritative and that's about as far as it goes i i agree that he's impotent i don't know that like I don't know how much he actually cares about stopping Yogi from doing things because, like, he opposes Yogi, but he—they seem to like each other. They're like, friendly rivals, Zane. Absolutely. If you look look on the Wikipedia page for Yogi Bear, um, he it, or, or if you look at the new Yogi Bear show uh, posting, it says that uh, Ranger Smith is friend slash rival. Like, it's never antagonist. Rival it's, over like, there's what? There's no, there's no villains in this show, man. Yeah, he just. Like, he gets depressed if Yogi disappears. No one in this show has a healthy relationship. The other characters oh, as I, well. Like, nothing quite <laughs> nothing quite reaches the level of stable. There's one of the, they're one of those, like, abnormal family units like we saw in Johnny Quest. Like, how, like, everything sort of works like a family, but it's in this really fucked up capacity where, you know, half of them are going to go get chased by some ninjas on ski boats every so often, and that's just got to be part of your normal day. Yeah, yeah, you know, this this was the 60s. Like, it's okay if Dad drinks a bit, you know, as long as everyone's all American. No, I read <laughs> that's, you. That's actually sort of what I meant, so, <laughs> sure. Um, wh- why do you like Ranger Smith so much, then? Oh, because, like, I mean, I always like this character, like, the impotent, like, guy who can't handle the fun. Like, w- remember how much we liked Inspector Zenigata in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in Lupin? Oh, man, or, or, like, Lupin's the just a modern from... incarnation of Yogi Bear. <laughs> yeah. He's he's smarter than the average jewel thief. The principal from The Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller, it's like the same guy. It's just like a person of vague authority who can't handle the fun and takes his job too seriously. And that's just will, a very fun... That's just a fun dynamic. I, I will admit uh, he was probably my favorite part of the live-action one. Like, he's the reason <laughs> why I kept watching. But that okay. has more to do with the fact that, like, it was Tom Cavanaugh and I can watch him in anything. He's just... He's just he just works. Remind me again what Tom Cavanaugh is in. He is like he is this uh, uh, guy who plays. Um, God, it's hard to describe his character. He's on the Flash. He's not the Flash, but he's on the Flash. 
uh, on the CW. He was. Um, He's he on the was... Flash. Sounds like a. Sounds like a seventies <laughs> like disco Pops sensation. <laughs> Something. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, he played um, Doctor Cox's brother in um, Scrubs. Oh uh, no, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Oh, his brother. Oh, not his friend. The one that died. No, that's not. I don't think that's Tom Cavanaugh. I think that's um the guy who was in the Mummy. <laughs> oh, Brendan. Oh, one of them was his friend. One of them was his brother. They both died tragically. God. Oh, okay. Yeah. the The friend was uh. Who were you gonna say? I think you had it. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, right? yeah. Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Is that right? I've heard Fraser is correct, but I don't agree with that. Frazoir. I don't know. Francois. Okay, Tom Cavanaugh, Dr. Cox's brother. I, I didn't watch enough Scrubs, apparently. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Yeah, I could watch him on anything, though. He's re- if you haven't watched The Flash, like, every season, he plays a different universe version of the same character. Sometimes multiple of them on the same season, like, in the same room. And he, like, like he keeps track of all of it. It's really great to watch. Uh, I I I kind of am trying not to watch the Flash. I have a my nemesis loves the Flash, and I sort of have a vendetta. Um, I realize that you might not be able to say much on the podcast. I gotta ask, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you have a nemesis? Yeah. Like I I agree, you should always have a nemesis, but like. He's you, just a guy you, that I you've met. You explicitly like, found him and know that he likes the Flash. <laughs> look, I met him. He's in my broad circle of friends. Like he's not my friend, but he's like friends with friends. And I just when we met each other, he was dating my friend, and we just immediately hated each other because we were both kind of the silly guy at the party sort of dynamic. But uh, we God, just I immediately hate people hated who are similar each other. to me. <laughs> I know. Well, I I think that he's kind of a cock, and I like to think that I'm kind of a not. But uh, you know, I. He he was way in. It's like a Cosmo he, quiz, cock or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know. He he just rubbed me the wrong way. And he's like extremely passionate about the Flash, like the comics and all that stuff. And when I uttered that I disliked the Flash's character because I like I'm I just never kind of enjoyed him. I didn't think he was all that interesting. He like took a. He took it very hard. He took it hard in the way that you shouldn't take people's opinions hard because a lot of people are going to disagree with you because it's comics. I and like I, for some reason I just like that transformed into like, well, fuck this. I'm never looking at anything that involves the Flash. That's fair. I recommend you watch it <laughs> even if you the hate most watch it. Interpretation of that story that I've ever received. <laughs> what? I don't think it's fair at all. I think I'm being really resentful and stubborn. <laughs> You are, uh, but the moral of the story is, you know, you should you should watch The Flash, even if you hate watch it. <laughs> I I I hate a lot of the characters when I'm watching it sometimes too because they make really poor decisions. But like, it's still fun to watch. Look, why can't look at, be, why can't why can't the young people just be responsible, Zane? Look at Fast Man Run, like it's great. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm not fast enough, and then he is fast enough. But then later, he's like, I'm still not fast enough. <laughs> If only there was some way for me to be even faster than the fastest man alive. <laughs> That's right. And what if I just got better sneakers? He should get those sneakers from the kid in the sandlot. The ones that you make know, you run faster and jump higher? Guaranteed to make you run faster and jump higher. Guaranteed. PF Flyers. 
Proud sponsor of Carton Cast. That's what they were. <laughs> I Maybe if Yogi about that. had these, he would have uh, he would have been, been more successful at nabbing all them picnic baskets. Is it weird that Yogi is like this bizarre, like recluse inventor who lives in the woods and can make things out of nothing? <laughs> and I mean, everyone in Hanna Barbera is like but I. Yogi uh, when I was watching the magical, is known for this. Listen, when I was in the mag- when I was watching the magical fl- flight of the Spruce Goose, there is a pelican on the wing of their plane, and it's wounded, and so they have to go out and get it. But they're flying through the air, so like none of them will be able to stand on the wing of the plane. Sure. And 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 Snagglepuss goes like, I can solve this right away, and how or whatever the hell his verbal tick is, and he goes off screen, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I have no fucking clue what he could be bringing back. <laughs> <laughs> I have no context for what could solve this problem. And it turns out it's a pair of plungers that he attaches to his feet so he can walk on the plane. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, that didn't come from <laughs> anything about Snagglepuss. They're all weird MacGyvers. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, man. Yeah, MacGyvers what they do. But, like, all not, in high, not even high-stakes situations, just, like, all the time. <laughs> they're, they're all, like, lyrical animal MacGyvers. There was a moment toward the end of the live action one where Yogi built literally the same machine that they built in Wild Wild West to allow them to fly, like by bike pedaling. <laughs> you mean that the giant spider mech? No, no, no. The the insect mech that let them fly to the spider mech. Oh, yes, of course. And Boo Boo is like, Yogi, I, how are we going to land? Shouldn't we have parachutes and stuff like that? And he's, <laughs> he's like, if you have Just a Just a couple of parachutes but- for these pair of bears. I thought of that. I have a suggestion box if you have any complaints. <laughs> just points to a suggestion box behind him. <laughs> There's a couple of really it's good so moments reverent. in that it's movie, so, but so... most of it's just like, oh. <laughs> this is that 50s charm, though. Like, well, the 50s and 80s charm, I guess, but it's just so so goddamn irreverent. Uh, uh, let's talk about a different character. Um, oh, no, no, no. We, we, we were still in Park Ranger. Sort of. I'm Ranger still in Smith. park ranger mode. <laughs> Must still clean in the park. Another thing I like about him is how mild-mannered he is. I, I feel like you're using that as an adjective to describe people without characterization that you like anyway. Uh, normally, perhaps that is true. Here, I have a specific example that I think you'll enjoy. I love examples. So, he, when he's worried that he's going crazy. Let me set up this plot. This Audience, is actually... I love examples because I don't, I don't have to talk for a while. <laughs> I need to tell you this plot because it was my favorite episode of all of Yogi Bear. And I watched like eight or so episodes because they just were so easy. It's like um, seven minutes an episode. It really, it's so simple. Uh, when, so Ranger Smith is like stressed out because Yogi's stealing all the picnic baskets. And Boo Boo sees that he's stressed <laughs> out and goes to Yogi and says, you should go easy on the guy. I don't think the old, the old guy can, the old, the old Ranger can take it. Um, like, I think he's going to go nuts if you keep doing this. He's like, ah, I'm sure he's fine. But like during the gutter, uh, we see that Ranger Smith is going to go to the hospital to get his tonsils removed. But Yogi only sees him going to the hospital after Boo Boo said Park Ranger's <laughs> going to go insane. So now Boo Boo, so now Yogi thinks that he's going to go crazy. Cut to <laughs> Yogi and Boo Boo are now at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Someone and- let them in. So so Ranger Smith is like, you know, maybe I really am going crazy. I'm seeing Yogi everywhere <laughs> everywhere in this hospital because <laughs> he's like dressing up as a nurse and a clown <laughs> and like so, so ends up as a patient next to him somehow. 
in, and so, the, the line that he gives when he sees him that line or that time is, I'm really flipping my pancakes. <laughs> That's great. So, so like that whole, is like, the whole episode is a delight. Mild mannered because like he just assumes something's wrong with him. Right? I, I was specifically referring to the uh, to flipping the lack pancakes. of swearing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really flipping my pancakes. <laughs> like, what yeah, is that? I'm gonna use that. Yeah, I want a variety of cooking-based uh, swears. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I mean, and that whole plot is just that, great. That, that's pretty humorous. <laughs> I mean, it's really good comedic misunderstanding. Which going into tone and genre a little bit, the show does pretty well. Like, yeah. we think uh, it's a I thing. Mean, a it turns of... out to be another thing. It turns out to be the first thing. We all have a laugh. A lot of of the episodes are, are pretty generic, you know, you know, do the classics mm-hmm. again, but now it's Yogi Bear. Uh, but yeah, some of them, some twist. of them are, are very funny and, and weird. Like, the, like what you said. Yeah. This is like the, uh, that I, weird I do, self-fulfilling um... prophecy nonsense. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to lead into Boo Boo for just a yes. second. Yeah. Um, and I want to do it by kind of relating this weird family structure through an example. Um, so like I said, there's no villain. He, uh, Yogi, the park ranger and Boo Boo all have this bizarre family unit that is absurd, but it leads to some fairly adorable moments. Like, as you said, the park ranger gets really distraught when he doesn't see Yogi for a while because he misses him. Um, <laughs> there, there's one part where Yogi gets shot into space. Don't worry about it. And Ranger Smith is so distraught that he and Boo Boo commiserate on the edge of his bed. Like they both go to the bed, and he's just like, like his head is in his hands on his on one of the to the bed, and on the other end is a small bear, also like sad that his larger bear is not there. So like like the bear to park ranger relationship does not mean what you think it means, <laughs> and I just yeah, really like the, the show operates on a really weird logic there, and Boo Boo especially is just like. Whoever we need to be in this scene, here he is. Um, yeah, he he's, doesn't. He's the he straight man. Absolutely, in, he doesn't contribute in the same way. He's like this, like he's this weak enabler. Um, he'll he'll act as the voice of reason, but he can't actually get Yogi to do what, like he thinks he should do. He'll help him out with his schemes and gadgets. Yogi won't listen. It's this is another weird relationship. I mean, he, he is very much like the reason that he's there. Of course, is. To have a foil, right? To have a straight man to Yogi's... Explain uh, his plans to. Yeah, and also someone to explain his plans to. Yeah, so like, there's a good narrative reason for him to be there, but I do agree that their relationship is a little amorphous. Like, is this a mentor-mentee relationship? Are they just friends? Is Teaching him how to bear. <laughs> yeah, what, what is what exactly is transpiring between the two? And why... Because I've, I've seen other Boo-Boo bears... So, like, you know, towing the towing the towing the line to with respect to like what the park ranger tells you to do and yogi isn't like what's this history i've seen other bears in the show before and i think it's because you know yogi is smarter than the average one Um, so he's like under apprenticeship yeah because boo 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 boo's not the alpha bear you know like he's he got picked on and like he needs a, a strong role model to show him how to <laughs> no. get along in life when he's not the biggest and toughest. Oh, man. I thought you were going to launch into another beta male protagonist, like Carton Cast style beta mailing, like extravaganza there. 
Uh, he is, but like I've seen it done better. Yeah, like we, <laughs> we don't need to get into it. He's the no. betaist. He's the gamma male. Yeah, I I don't hate him, but gamma I don't male. think he added a lot. Like a he could have been anyone. You yeah, know? like yeah, I don't like think this, that he... individually. I didn't find him interesting. The fact that he is a bear in the same way that Yogi's a bear is kind of all that you need to see them together. But in terms of his function, he he could be like. He could be like a uh, you know like bloodstained volleyball Wilson type thing, hmm. like it doesn't matter. He he's there for Yogi to talk off of. Yeah, it, it's it, pretty pretty much exactly. I mean, like, and it's good that he talks instead of like Wilson wouldn't work because we need uh-huh. somebody to set up the punchlines and then for Yogi to s- smash him out of the park to lead it back to <laughs> Yogi Berra. And Yogi Berra's smashing it out of the park. It's going going this really is a home run type shot i tell you little a little umpire buddy just run the bases <laughs> umpire type friend <laughs> base type yeah. ball yeah i i didn't care for boo boo too much um there you yeah. know there are some also some bit characters there's uh, a cindy, cindy bear. bear who is nominally yogi's girlfriend in the same way that all of the all of the relationships in Hanna barbera cartoons are nominal one time, I saw her try to give him a kiss, and he recoiled in horror. And another time, Cooties. I saw him fight a mountain lion in order to gain her affection. You saw that so, one with the with that with that really rough and tumble bear that was trying to outbear him. Oh, like they airlifted bears from another park into this one. <laughs> <laughs> they do that multiple times. They constantly have weird bear exchange programs. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, but we never. S- we never see him in, you know, Peanut Butter Stone Park. Like, he just... No, he's... This is where he stays. They only had one set. <laughs> what do you... It's Park! <laughs> Even if this was live action, it could be... You could <laughs> honestly say, oh, yeah, this is the, this is the same park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that that's pretty much it for characters. Do you want to go sometimes, into genre? Well, sometimes characters from other uh, shows come on, like that... Uh, What's that? Yeah, there's some cross pollination with uh, like a uh, Huckleberry Hound or whatever, but yeah, yappy dappy, yep, nothing, yep, nothing yep, great. Yep. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I had i i don't know if we can go anywhere with this but if you are willing to follow me i think i may have a minor conspiracy here Ooh, baby it is my supposition that if yogi and the park ranger are equally sentient that i think that this might be some sort of weird you know how there was that uh psychological experiment to put a bunch of people in a room and say half of them were prisoners and half of them were guards mm. and just see what kind of social circle develops yeah the the stanford prison experiment it's sort of i'm thinking that like they put a ant like a bear like got a guy in a bear costume and said make trouble for this park ranger we're gonna see if he like thinks that he can rule you even though you are clearly a sentient person (laughs) because like like that does explain why there are like an entire horde of park rangers and why he has like weird connections to government officials that he shouldn't have it's almost like he's a guy wearing a bear suit. Like, 
it's like a different experiment where they they pretended to be crazy to go into an insane asylum, then acted normal and asked and see to if they leave. could get out. That's awesome. And and the, and Did the that doctors happen? were all yeah, and the doctors were all like, clearly they're showing symptoms of this, that, or the other, because the range of human behavior is pretty wacky. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like that. Like a human is wearing a Yogi Bear costume, which kind of makes a lot of sense, and he's just trying to because in the very first episode oh, of the original series the he's guy, just trying to leave he's just Boo trying to get is out the guy on the inside boo boo's like red he's like helping you like kind of get uh get uh get equipment and stuff if uh yeah. it goes bad like he's the i like this like this inside. is the test they do for the park rangers like like we need to know that no matter what weird shit no you matter see what, in this park, no matter how hard he claims that he's a person in a bear costume, <laughs> you can't let any animals out of this park. Oh my god, that's the stupidest. <laughs> it's like it's like a uh, you know prison prison guards are like we need to know that when the chips are down, you'll you'll shoot a guy if you if you need to. <laughs> oh my god. Ranger Smith doesn't carry a gun, which is another weird thing. Like. You have bears going around terrorizing He's regularly your interacting directly with the basis. bear population. Uh, <laughs> now, listen, Yogi, I need you to lay low for a while. They're thinking of transferring me, bringing in some, uh, you know, real cavalier guy in to replace real hard me. So ass. Let's, let's just play this cool. What's good for me is what's good for you. <laughs> what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's sort of like that episode of uh, Hey Arnold where uh, the teacher that is clearly just richard simmons gets fired for being too uh too much of a nancy boy and they send a drill instructor in and the kids of the classroom are so chaotic that he leaves in tears <laughs> it's the craziest. Or, or when they did that in the simpsons but it didn't he didn't leave in tears but they got rid of him anyway who was it armin this tanzarian is, this, is, this has been it's been like <laughs> yes <laughs> yes uh, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that conspiracy, Ben, it, or that collection of conspiracies where yeah, there's it's something, just a test. There's some psychological test going on. We just don't know who. It's a double blind study. They don't know this, which one of the. They don't know which one of them is the control group. Saying this doesn't feel like oh, radiation got into the water and Yogi's smart now. Like this, there is an active reason why this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, kind of. There's also like. A lot of reasons that it's not happening. <laughs> oh, that's what they want you to believe. That's just what they want you to think. They yeah, don't that... want you to think. So yeah, they just want you to obey. How can you eat your? <laughs> how can you eat your p- pudding if you don't have your meat? How can you have your chocolate cake obey? if you don't have your park ranger? <laughs> Why wouldn't I conform? The sign keeps blinking it. I actually really like the fact that Yogi Bear's favorite food is chocolate cake. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it's like, it's stated multiple times. It's it's like re-referenced, which is, I don't know why. It's just... It speaks to his humanity. It's saying... It does. Despite what he may he seem, wants sweets. this is a dude. Yeah. Eh. Anyway, uh, that's most of what I had for tone and genre. Did you have anything? Um... Not really. I, I didn't have anything aside from like, you know, this show is a product of its time, and the fact speaking that you know of, this used to be pretty much just kids' fair. And speaking so, of the fact that it wasn't necessary, I'm sorry. Uh, please continue. Finish that oh, thought. Ju- ju- just like uh, you know, the complexity that we see in modern cartoons, or the extra effort from the early cartoons. You know, this is when it was at a low point, which is fine. Like, I don't hate the show. 
Yeah, again, like if you stack up the 50s show to the 80s show, you can kind of see how much a change in production value and the technology moving on really helps sell a show. Like this is maybe one of the clearest examples you're going to get of that. Yeah, like Um, when they re-release an N64 game on iPhone. Sure, yeah. And you're just like, okay, well, now I can, you know, beat up Dodongos um, in the bathroom. Well, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was your point. That's what I took out of it. I I mean that it doesn't look like a bunch of, like, tetrahedra they stacked on top of each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Although I kind of like like the tetrahedra. Like, that's this sort of, like, a uh, situation of, like, they shouldn't have remastered Raiders of the Lost Ark. I kind of like the tetrahedra. presentation of everything <laughs> oh when when that four-sided die kept rolling after indiana jones yeah because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they couldn't round out the edges serious fucking english that's all i'm saying <laughs> a lot of momentum you didn't see it but it's actually started much higher and it curved down it's on one of those like like ball wax like bowling ball waxing machines that's just giving mm-hmm. it a lot of spin like listen we need this for, we don't have enough for two big props, and we do need a pyramid at the end for the Illuminati sign <laughs> for the Crystal Skull teaser. So, <laughs> just shake the camera a little bit; it'll probably be fine. Yeah, man, that um, gag in the beginning saying. of UHF is like one of my favorite gags in that movie. <laughs> it's so funny. Where where the where the ball that the giant rock that chases Indiana Jones he escapes from the temple and then it just like explodes out of the temple and keeps following him like around corners and like through a park and in a city that movie just keeps giving <laughs> i don't it, i don't know what it is <laughs> i don't remember if the rest of that movie that was great but like that first gag is so great <laughs> uh, uh, anyway you 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 had a point i did uh speaking of other things that you know are because of their age or in in the style at the time we are dealing with Hanna Barbera from the from the from the fifties slash eighties. So, you know what they ha- you know what we got to have some casual racism against the Asian people. Oh, oh my God! Yes, the Ninja Raccoon. Episode. Did you see the Ninja? You saw Ninja Raccoon, presumably ben, because the I, episode was titled Ninja Raccoon. I saw I, I saw most of these based on the title, like real bears don't eat quiche. Like, how do you not click on that? That's that's clickbait. Of course, they that's, eat quiche. They eat cake, but not quiche. <laughs> <laughs> no hipster bears Yo- like yogi bear and the you know mystical ninja raccoon like that's cl- that's just shy of entrapment like i have to click that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zane you're, you're on your game today <laughs> i'm feeling it <laughs> so tell, tell us about tell us about this quote-unquote character yeah, uh, well, I, I actually had a separate example, so maybe I'll start with mine, and you can finish off with Ninja Raccoon, like I hope all of my future sexual experiences go. <laughs> so. <laughs> Try to this, untangle that. No, no, it's tangled. Much like I hope my future sexual experiences <laughs> happen to persist. All right, so uh, the one that I wanted to bring in was they have a... Asian Bear Park Exchange Program, where they ship in a couple of pandas from an, Asian, from an Asian like <laughs> nature society preserve or whatever. Some pandas are sent to Jellystone National Park, um, and but first of all, I love that they have a bear exchange program. Let's not let that pass me by. But then they speak <laughs> Chinese. Mm, okay, sort of makes sense. Yogi speaks English, fine. And they are accompanied by stereotypical Chinese instruments, like it was in Capital Critters. 
So every time like it they was talk, everywhere. <laughs> every time they talk, you get those high strings and like those uh those bamboo flutes and everything like that. Um, Boo Boo can apparently speak panda because he watches a lot of kung fu to the point at which at one point he says goodbye to them by saying Mugu Mai Tai Kung Fu. Yeah. And at one point Yogi sure. and Boo Boo dress up as pandas, which means they are literally doing blackface. You know So like You know, I haven't I haven't watched Kung Fu Panda. I kinda want to just to see how how like just how much our sensibilities have grown in like a decade. You haven't watched Kung Fu Panda? It hasn't come up. How how is that possible? Actually, I was busy watching the live action Yogi Bear <laughs> starring <laughs> well, Tom Cavanaugh like in his finest confused role. About how a person such as yourself Perfect has not casting. watched Kung Fu Panda. Weird, right? It's Jack Black as a panda. I know. You'd think like what more do again, you need? You'd think that it would just show up in my you know mailbox. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the DVD. Or like Jack Black is comes to you and live performs it for you. Zane, no, you like I, gotta know. <laughs> uh, Jack Black, if you want to recreate Kung Fu Panda for me, like I'm, I'm not gonna turn that down. Yeah, I'm not gonna turn it. I up might either. turn that down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna get. I'm gonna have to get turned up for this. Yeah, uh, you should watch Kung same... Fu Panda. I will say that. Okay, <laughs> I'll, you I'll will take your love word for it. it. Yeah. Um, they did the same thing with the Ninja Raccoon, but with Japanese. And this one doesn't even have character. It's literally just, hey, Yogi stole some food, but then somebody stole Yogi's food. It turns out to be He has to, to under raccoon. the master. No, this raccoon shows up at the very end dressed in a, like, something. Um, and then, like, he's got, like, a ninja sword or something. And then his mom comes and knocks him out and, like, takes him away. Like, the, like he says Zane, things, but they're, like, not words. Like, it's real you, weird. You're going to love this. That is not the only Ninja Raccoon episode. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> not at this? all. Who's in Yo- charge of this? <laughs> Yogi has some food stolen from him, so he decides to train under Ninja Raccoon. And the entire thing is a montage of, like, doing bad, like, riffs on, you know, the stereotypical kind of Shaolin training accompanied by every time ninja raccoon talks doing like a bunch of kung fu noises which is real bad i'm very curious if those episodes came like one after the other where they're just like hey we got the guy in the studio let's get a a couple more you know chittering noises or what if if this becomes a main character we really need to get a lot of takes what if they got feedback on this and then went ahead with it anyway or that that it encouraged them oh the bar is so low with the 50s cartoons though man no, like this is the '80s. This is what I'm talking about. We oh, these were the '80s. That bit. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I will say that that episode ends with Yogi Bear saying, "Yogi Bear will explain things to your karate type mama," which you know, that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did Johnny Bravo show up? <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> we, we've got we've got a couple of different levels of insensitivity right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mama. <laughs> karate the type. The Venn mama. diagram is bursting. Yeah. So, yep. Racial insensitivity, just to kind of round out the sure. Hanna Barbera sort of sort of mold. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's that's pretty much all I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's um, move into animation. Yeah. So probably the most famous example here is um, Yogi's collar and tie. Yeah. Uh, which are a time-saving kind of stroke of brilliance because it gives him this characterization. This is great. Uh, yeah. 
it it creates a natural space between his head and his body so that they can animate them independently. Well, not just independently. They keep the body the same and animate the head so it looks yeah. like he's turning as opposed to just like entirely about facing without any intermediating like kind of stepping, which would be real weird. But I, I saw I saw a figure um, that this reduced the number of frames they needed to do for one episode from 14,000 to 2,000. It's amazing. And I'm like, that, that can't be that huge difference, can it? For that one bit? It can, because you don't have to show the intervening space between him looking this way and looking the other way. Like, you can't just turn the head entirely around and not have, like, mm. things in the neck happen. Yeah, because he's, he's just looking back and forth a lot of the time. Exactly. And, and that actually leads into, like, a aspect of his character. He's kind of, like, offhandedly saying something to Boo Boo, but his mind is on the prize. So, like, mm-hmm. the idea that he's only turning his head is actually also, like, a character trait, which is pretty great. <laughs> I'm gonna have uh, to untie it. The idea that he's turning his head is a character trait. I'm I, I'm not even kidding. Like, it is. <laughs> like he's turning his head as opposed to looking at Boo Boo with his entire body. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That sentence just kind of hit me in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of these sentences are kind of coming out a little strange. But <laughs> <laughs> did you know that that's also something that um that Mario that happened with Mario? The reason that he has a, a mustache oh, yeah. and overalls is for that similar kind of mechanism yeah so like he has a mustache so that you can tell which way mario is facing and he has overall so you can tell when he's jumping it's it's pretty great yeah it's very they they were they were real clever with their limited resources back then this is why people like practical effects you know like the limitation does something for it um i'd say so the 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 backgrounds are pretty rudimentary you know they, they aren't these like lush paintings that they were in johnny quest um they yeah. do look better than the original of course um, better than the original this, this bear is, this is where that production value comes in really mm-hmm. um you know a little bit more complex plots but really it's just it looks a lot better i mean the frames and animation really really do a lot for it like the original giving him a collar for a time saving for a frame saving technique was fine and all for the 50s but we really actually did need those frames to make people look like they weren't, I don't know, awful. I, I don't know a better term to use for it. It's it's a, I mean, it's a good look. How do you feel about Yogi's ensemble? How do you feel about his costume in general? I mean, it's iconic it, and it it's, works. He's sort of it's very simple, slightly too. slightly rotund. Um, you know, sort of by making him fat. They avoid him being two person ish. Like the 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 human I don't think character that's why. comes out of the necktie. I don't think that's why they make him a little little doughy. You think it's just for comedy? I think it's I think it's to pacify him. I think it's to make him a comedic presence. Like Fred Flintstone mm-hmm. is a little fat. Let, I mean Homer Simpson and fucking uh, Peter Griffin. They're all really doughy. That's not by accident. They evoke a stronger comedic image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's scarier when you take away the fat. Uh, except for the, meat, um, which is like you put more fat <laughs> in it. It's like the scariest type of meat. Have you seen the... Um, so you know how they, they kind of came up with ideas of what the dinosaurs looked like based off of their bones? 
Yeah. But it ignores the fact, like, we found out they had feathers. And yeah. And it ignores the fact, like, they may have had significant fat deposits. And so just to kind of get people Oh, so, like, this was before idea, people saw bears, but, like, the skeletons were too big. So it's like, he's, he's got he's to be a chubber. Well, what, I, what I'm, I'm saying is they had <laughs> pictures to get people... That. To get people into the idea of, like, maybe we've mischaracterized these animals, they've done, like, dogs and, like, deer and other animals as if we recreated them based on their bone structure. And they look terrifying. Like, they're really? these gaunt, like, bony, angry messes. <laughs> Do you happen to know, like, what website you're referencing? Because I want to see this. Let me let me look at... Uh, I, I don't want to just Google dogs without meat. Um, dinosaur dog recreation this is gonna take a while uh it, we'll, we'll come back to me <laughs> hang on a sec i'm gonna i'm gonna do dog recreated through bone structure Let's see if we can get there this triceratops this triceratops uh dog chew toy looks amazing i'm looking at a dog with a skeleton paint his own skeleton painted over him and he looks awesome <laughs> that's adorable yeah show notes yeah i i don't know it uh Oh, well, that's also terrifying. Uh, yeah, I should probably stop looking at images while we podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> done and done. Motion passes. Did you like any of the other costumes? Does Boo Boo even have... He's got like a little bow tie, right? Right. Yeah. It's fine. It's nice. It, it shows like, okay, we see who wears the real tie in this relationship. <laughs> um, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> you really shouldn't have. Um, yeah. Ranger Rick... Ranger, Ranger Smith. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I Rick Smith? Where is what is that name from? Nothing. Ranger Rick sounds yeah. like something actually. I know, right? Yeah. Um Ranger Ranger Smith, you know, he he has that straight laced appearance. It's very very functional, very by the book. Yeah, but it's also uh, a little a dumpy. Else. Like his like his uniform like isn't pressed correctly cuz he's you know, never learned how to iron it himself. Yeah, cuz he lives in the woods. Yeah, he lives in the goddamn woods. I don't know. I like I like it a lot. <laughs> Um, but not not a lot else really. The character no. models, you know, are it's it's all Yogi. Yep, and and I mean like the animation is what you'd expect for that time, and it's nothing special really. I mean this char- this show is entirely watch Yogi Bear, so any other aspect of it is really gonna fall pretty flat. And honestly, why would you put time into anything that's not watch Yogi Bear? I mean, like you said, beefing up the animation keeps it from seeming gaudy, like and out of place like if, if you wanted to try to make the same show today you really need to bump up the animation a couple of paces but mm. you know you don't want to make it your strength i guess that would probably pull focus like what if the guys who made one punch man made a yogi bear show that's you're probably missing the point <laughs> <laughs> although now i'm thinking about it it'd be kind of fucking sick wouldn't it i don't even know where they would begin probably like a sweet dive into a like a mountain of picnic baskets, right? Like I can't some... say picnic correctly anymore, Zane. No, not in the context of this show. It's over. There's, there's there's some properties where you can make a mashup of them pretty easily. I don't know where to begin with those two. <laughs> I really... Let's, like, let's I not can, even bother. I can easily put Yogi Bear in One Punch Man. That's not the issue. It's the other way around. Yogi Bear goes into any <laughs> continuity pretty seamless. What it's a the other way around. To, what a fascinating thing to notice it is easy to <laughs> inject an animated bear into One Punch Man. True. It is not easy to <laughs> inject a normal person in a cape into Yogi Bear. Also true. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them square rectangle things. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, I'm done with animation. How about music and sound? Very similar to a lot of Hanna Barbera of this era. It was all a formula. The music Hanna is Barbera gonna be, of this era. <laughs> the the music is going to be classical and it's going to be generally pretty good. Yep, you get your you get your drums and bass provided in the background. Give you a little rising or falling action. Get some slapstick with some cymbals. It's all pretty. It's all pretty nice. That those yoink yeah, those a, nice uh, yoink noises whenever he steals a picnic basket. I really like those. There was a little bit of ragtime, which I appreciated. It, it it added to the levity and the like. You know, out here in nature, we can really relax. Kind of feel of it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I didn't notice much of the music. I was really focused in on the dialogue, which I have a few examples of. If we just need to kind of round out how great this character is, but if you have any other like generalities for the music, I'm all ears. No, I honestly I could just hear the quotes all day. Let's do a few of them. <laughs> like we're not going to get a chance <laughs> again. Let's get a couple. <laughs> well, we might well, get a, a chance next episode to quote things. Well, one specifically from the 50s, just to show that this sensibility happened even then. It wasn't just the 80s that had good, you know, kind of funny dialogue from the character. He, mm-hmm. he like, approaches a... Uh, no, no, I think it was from the 80s, where he's trying to impress uh, Cindy by fighting that uh, weird grizzly, where he mm-hmm. goes up to a beehive, and his... And what he says before he tries to get honey is, this honey bank is about to make a major withdrawal. And then the bees come out and he's like, ah, the hive is alive. I'd better take five. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, just, it, it's not really funny, but it's like, it's fun to listen to, you know? Like, it's a weird distinction. Sure. But I definitely got it, you know? Um, and the other one I had, which is, again, from that great episode where they go to the hospital to check on Ranger to ranger smith and they're worried about him so they're trying to get past you were gonna say ranger rick you stopped yourself i did <laughs> you, you infected me they're trying to get really past seems like that should be his they're name. trying to get past a nurse whose name is nurse worse because of course it is and so the conversation goes a little something like this but i don't want to be a clown yogi i'm a bear then bear this in mind first we waltz right past nurse worse in our cute and cute clown costumes then we cheer up poor deranged Mr. Ranger with some clown-type fix. Got it? And then they, like, saunter past the nurse, and what they say is, we are two clowns about town here to turn frowns upside down. It's just, <laughs> and this one, it's so much this fun. This one little bit has everything, <laughs> everything about what makes it work. <laughs> it's the, the episode, the, just the dialogue is so much fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Our cute <laughs> and cute clown costumes. I did not misspeak. He says it twice. <laughs> Okay, I, w- I thought you might have misspoke. That doesn't... <laughs> He's referring to each clown costume issue. individually, but has to separate the adjectives out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's uh, like one of those this, weird things. Like, you wouldn't gem. expect that kind of dialogue to be a joke. But then when you hear it, you're like, that's great. <laughs> this is. I want Yogi to, like, leave the bounds of his show and go into better shows and just, like, show up occasionally Mix in it anything. Up. <laughs> yeah. Show these young whippersnappers what's what. I want to see him in Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah, he's kind of like a like Foghorn Leghorn. Just like put him anywhere. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down to clown in Tiny Chown with Leroy with Leroy Brown. <laughs> I, I think I said Tiny Ch- Chown. <laughs> in any case, <laughs> Tiny Chown Adventures. Yeah, that's the one. Hmm. Um. Yeah, if you didn't have any more I, quotes, then no, I, I think... I don't really have anything else. All right, well, in that case, it is time to wrap up with the two things that we watched from different Yogi Bear properties. 
<laughs> properties. I said most of what I want to do about the 2010 live action Yogi Bear movie. Um, Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlakes? Yeah, and Andy Daly as the uh, evil mayor. Really? That sounds pretty good. He's another, he's another highlight. Um, like, it's weird because it keeps going back and forth like every 10 minutes. Like, this fantastical, like, wacky hijinks plot is occurring. And then the next 10 minutes will be like, Yogi, the wacky thing you did had real life repercussions. <laughs> and now we have to like seriously discuss how to like get out of this jam. And then like it's back and forth. Like it just doesn't. St- I thought the cli- when the climax, what I thought was the climax came in, wasn't even halfway done. It just really, <laughs> really hit me. Maybe, um, it, maybe if, it's part of the old time format that kind of worked with this where like they can end without anything resolved and every the audience understands that it's okay. And maybe that it, breaks down for a movie. Like it averaged out to be okay. It had a wide variance. Huh. Um, watch it Watch it if you need more Tom Cavanaugh is kind of my recommendation on it. Okay. It sounds like I do. But I feel like I'm well, going to go to other watch sources. The Flash first. <laughs> yeah, Flash first. Ask questions later. That's what I say. <laughs> Ew. It's just what I say. It's not what I do. Sheesh. No, you just encourage people. Yeah, that's not bad. You can do that. You can show up to rallies and encourage them to fight. It's fine. How is the Spruce Goose? Too topical. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, Yogi Bear. No, tell then... us about the tropical. Okay, so. Uh, our friend Nick Robes urged me to watch Yogi Bear and the Magical Flight of the Spruce Goose, um, which, or what I have called it, a bunch of dumb animals hijack a plane by accident. So By accident is important so that we don't, you know, get in a lawsuit about the kids taking the wrong message away. <laughs> yeah, although they do enjoy their adventures quite a bit, so all's well that oh, ends Oh, interesting. Well. All right, so I just have to arrange an accident. <laughs> so uh yeah and the spruce goose is a real plane yes the spruce goose is an actual plane i don't like uh, clearly they just were like we can't just make up a plane can we no 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 let's let's pick the one that rhymes mm-hmm done and done <laughs> yeah so that's that's what happened uh it is just a movie with a bunch of hanna-barbera characters so yogi bear and boo-boo you've got augie doggy and his uh dear old daddy if you don't remember those, of course you don't, because they're not that good. Um, Augie seems like a father's name. Do we know what the father's name is? Uh, dear old daddy. Is he the father? Is he the father? Um, That would be really... That actually sounds like it could have happened. Like a Jerry Springer or Maury-esque Augie Doggy parental paternity yeah, test kind of I show. Mean, I'm sure that was the plot line of the Harvey Birdman it, episode. It must have been. 
No, no, it was, uh, I actually remember the Harvey Birdman episode had, uh, Augie Doggy and his dear old daddy, and the dear old daddy was gonna get, like, I don't know, he wasn't gonna get neutered, he was gonna get, like, shock treatment so that he didn't bite people oh. anymore. <laughs> oh, that's right. But uh, it turned like him into an ignoramus. Daddy. What's that? It, it looks like his name is Doggy Daddy. Doggy Daddy and Augie Daddy? Or Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy. God. I don't know what Augie means. Uh, I don't. It's what Scott Ackerman calls October. We are in the throes of Augie Doggy, but it's kind of the only thing I've got to link the two. I'm 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 looking forward to when his in jokes like collapse over on their own weight, and they're all he can say. That's all you like can it's, say. It's, like it's got to be soon, right? I don't know. He like he he's the host of every episode for more than 500 podcast episodes, so I have to feel like a good amount of them are on autopilot, and that's just what you do. I'm curious if there's a podcast that listens to every episode and like psychoanalyzes him as it goes. That's a scary proposition. Let's turn away <laughs> from that. Uh, <laughs> Spruce Goose has Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy, Yogi and Boo Boo. It's got Quick Draw McGraw and Snagglepuss. And Quick Draw I, McGraw. That's that's. I'm I'm really hoping that's it. I don't think I missed anyone. And they, it pretty much the entire movie. Which by which I mean the first 25 minutes because that's all I could stand is a bunch of Hanna-Barbera characters take turns announcing their verbal tics to each other <laughs> like that, that really couldn't be anything else it's pretty much all it is and well first of all I can see why Nick likes it so much because <laughs> he seems <laughs> like he might have been a Hanna-Barbera char- character in a past life and, Ooh, I can't wait for that fan art and it, it is also very very exhausting to watch probably because it's not seven minutes long <laughs> it's that's really the length it needs to be mm-hmm. more, more so with this show more than like any other show i've watched which is weird yeah. because like there were shows like johnny quest needed kind of like was fine as, like that was a 22 minute one right yeah flintstones needed um you know a good bit of time to get the plot going right we need to understand just why it's bad that he's doing what he's doing there was a society there there, there was right. and multiple characters, mul- multiple viewpoints that you could explore, multiple sources of repercussions. With with Yogi Bear, it's like either his plan will backfire in his face or it will work well until the ranger shows up. Yeah, it, and it's it is iterative in that way, which means that you can do it over and over again. But it also means that you're not gonna sit there for three of them in a row. So no, these these are bazooka joke comic strips. It really is. But uh, in in um, so but, far but that they showcase a fun character, are. I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not too much. It just it gets you what you need. If you can get Yogi Bear elsewhere, go for it. Um, I remember a particular Cartoon Network bumper where he's trying to convince security guards who he is. Um, <laughs> if we want to ride out on that, yeah, um, sounds good. But yeah, it not bad. Yeah, I I I would say I liked it. Like this is. You know, it's really, a lot of times we go back to old cartoons and see that they weren't that good. And given how iconic Yogi was, I'm very glad that he's earned his spot. Yeah, and, and this is as good as I thought it was. I, I This is a little better than I thought it was, so I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that's Yogi Bear in his various incarnations. Not all of them, but I think we hit the main ones and then a couple weird ones, which is uh, great. <laughs> good for us. Yeah, um, and so, Zane, uh, next time, 
uh, we are doing. Ooh, yeah. Uh, oh shoot, Zane! I lost a lot of steam in the last four seconds. <laughs> ben, what are we watching next? Thank you. <laughs> I didn't have the momentum. I I couldn't set myself. Thank Thank you for setting me up with that alley oopsie daisy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time we are watching for our bootleg segment. Who framed Roger Rabbit? And uh, mm-hmm. I would love to see a version of Yogi Bear where Ranger Smith is a real person and Yogi Bear is animated. So let's keep that and in mind. They're investigating his, the murder that he committed. The murder yeah, of his I, sexy boo-boo type buddy. <laughs> yeah. I um I actually watched this uh, a, a couple of weeks ago after you first announced that this was what we would do. Oh, yeah? Because um, I figured I would need to watch it twice and you like, might I want be correct to get it without having to take notes. It's it's long and it's complicated and there's a lot going on. <laughs> okay, uh, so. it does not sound it does not sound too taxing to get through. So I hope that it's it, entertaining. I'll take it. Let's leave it there. Yeah, let's leave it there uh, and talk about what we'll watch after that. Zane, what are we watching after um, that? It is an uh, an anime. Anime. So I recently, um, you, what did Christina you say? Watched, you you were you said that it was a serious one trying to be silly or a silly one trying to be serious, right? Right. So Chrissy and I recently watched the uh, anime, a recent one called Food Wars, where they take cooking and they do it like an a- anime type battle, and it's really <gasps> good but really weird. Zane. So instead of that, we're going to watch Fighting Food on. Yes. Oh which man. Which I watched an episode. I hope you're ready for Monster Rancher Round Two. <laughs> I am so I watched, ready. You have no idea I how ready the first I am. Episode, for... And I'm I'm gonna say it right now. The first episode, one, they don't explain a goddamn thing, <laughs> despite five minutes of opening narration. <laughs> Two, get ready for some generic dialogue. And three, everything else doesn't make any sense. Like. It's, it's, <laughs> Food Wars is a better show, and I hope maybe we'll even look at that afterward. But like, no, putting oh food on is important. <laughs> it's important to me. Important is a word that you could use to describe it. Uh, I'm not going to take that away from you. It's important, uh, and it's in poor taste. It it is in poor taste. Um, hopefully, we can get through that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to both of them for better or worse. <laughs> for better or worse, and that's my curse. And uh, so. So, uh, yeah, thank you again, everyone. Thank you, beloved listeners, for listening to the Cartoncast for Yogi Bear. Um, if you have anything to say about either Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Food Wars, please go to our website, Cartoncast. Fighting Foodons. Fighting Foodons, correct. You can say something about Food Wars. I won't, I won't take that away from you. You can go I, to... I recommend that you watch at least one episode because... not going to watch it. You'll learn everything you need to know in one episode. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, bias myself against uh fighting foodons i'm gonna assume that it's the pinnacle of the genre that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) yeah that won't bias you uh so go to our website cartoncast.com or our facebook page um go ahead and leave a rating or review on itunes um or and, and more than anything else tell your friends about the show i would like to announce that we have a new contributor to our fancy bat collaboration Oh yes, Dan Caves finally got himself a podcast. Yeah, with his friend He's bonafide. Uh, with his friend uh, JT. JT? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I getting and those letters is, right? Uh, 
<laughs> how many letters does he have? Um, yeah, it's a politics podcast, the uh, Cocktail Party Congress, the only political podcast with a three drink minimum. That which tagline I think is, is so really good. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want to go ahead and find a link to that, please go to our web, our group website at fancybat.com. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to a few episodes on it. It's a lot of fun. And if you have listened to any episodes with Dan Caves and want to hear him talk even more only about stuff that he loves and enjoys. If you want to hear him relate a bunch of weird things in our current podcast to very passionate, he's extremely passionate and he knows a lot of historical minutia that no one would ever care about. And it's great. <laughs> um, I, I care. I find it very interesting and I hope, I hope that we can, have I find him exchange. talking about it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. But he's a delight. In the same way that Yogi Bear can, can sell you on a, a timeshare. But yeah, go go listen to Park Cocktail Party Congress with a stiff drink in hand. Uh, drink and drink responsibly and uh, enjoy his show and tell him what you think. Mm-hmm. This, so, uh, yes, yes. So yeah, what are we riding out on, Zane? Well there, Ben Ben. We're going to go get some bonbons and close this place up like it's the... Like I'm a bear in the china shop. <laughs> ping pong. <laughs> I, I don't want to end on ping pong. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Who, me? Do you have your employee ID? What is this? A bureaucratic barricade from my very own place of employment? Your ID. Do you have it? I must have left it in my other fur. Now, if you will excuse Nobody gets through without their employee ID. Okay, okay. Let's remember, I am a government-protected woodland creature. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Bobo. Lovely day. Hey, hey, boo-boo. Tell these fellas I'm with you. Sir, I can't let anyone enter this area without their employee ID. Surely you fellas know who I am. Inchai Private Eye. I'm taller than you. Speed buggy? He's a car! Sheesh! Sir, I'm going to have to have you removed from the building. But how? We bowl together. You named your kid after me. You named the kid Space Ghost? Yeah, that's what I did. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs>